0: Hey, welcome to Two Cents Episode 72, it's November 20th, 2016, the year's almost over, the year that won't die, the year in which all things are dead. This is the Live on Doctor Dollar Reviews new show we do, at Dollar Views, and we talk about our two cents, we give our share of what's going on. I'm Brian Gillis, you can find me on Twitter at Brian Gillis and also Brian at DollarReviews.net, that's harder than it is to spell than it sounds, it's B-R-Y-O-N-G-I-L-L-I-S, and I'm here with Stephen Mominex. Hola.
1: I mean, is Gillis really that hard to spell? Because I feel it's it's not like a common the hard name. Brian's
0: part. Like, they get that wrong? I, I, everyone gets it wrong.
1: You know, a lot of people thought you were named Byron for some reason. Oh, oh yeah.
0: even worse in elementary school. I, like, in third grade, there was me and there was Brian Gonzalez. And so you couldn't do Brian and Brian G. They were both Brian G. So I was like, okay, yeah, my name is Breon. And then for, what? like, the next two years of my life, I had to, like, try to shake that. Uh, luckily once I hit middle school, same kind of thing happened. There's so many Bryans that I just became Gillis in high school, became Gillis. So more people know me as Gillis than Brian. Yeah. Um, and I kind of want to do that at work to be honest, but then that's like, that is a common
1: thing for some friends. Like I, I got high school friends. I still have, I still call them by their last name.
0: It it just sticks in certain ways, especially if there's a lot of them and there's so many Bryans and there are so few Gillises, unless you've seen Sunset Boulevard and then there's, there's just one that's important. Um so a couple of the that's, news items Yeah, that's his name. I forgot. Yep. A couple of yeah. news items here just to give you a taste of what we like to talk about before we pimp ourselves out. Uh Tinder, they're making strides. It's transgender awareness week. They just announced that the app now has support for trans identities, so you can do transgender, trans male, trans woman. You can pick anything you want and then you can also set it up so people can't see your gender. You can pick who wants to find you, who you want to find. So just like you know the next step in making um just everyone part of it like the LBGTQ community is part of the major dating app now. I kind of want to reinstall it just because I'm like this and also because you know I'm officially officially single now and uh, why, uh sure why that? not? Oh, I'm very sure about that. Anyone that's listened to the show, um, for the last month or so, let's say, has probably picked up on my romance. I mean, we got love and basketball, phantasm. That's shoot. not there as a document too. Yeah. I mean, specifically love and basketball. For hey,
1: sure. I started a romance. There uh-huh. aren't things great. Aren't is things this great? Movie great. Even though Life things is
0: wonderful. If you remember, things were actually bad that night because she was supposed to see the movie with me, and I was like, "No, fuck it. She's <laughs> not going to see it with me. I'll do it without her." Well,
1: you hit it pretty well.
0: I uh, I bet. Um. Phantasm, she was actually in my room when I recorded that, and we watched that one together. But, like, Heartbreak Hotel was the episode before last on Two Cents. And, yeah, no, it just, uh, you know, she... Our romance started with her trying to have an affair with me, and then I said no. Then she was dating someone, and she did have an affair with me against my knowledge. And then she started dating me, and she started... She was dating someone else. And now she's, like, dating dating him... And I guess she had to try to stop that. She she texted me earlier. She's like, "You need to stop. I'm seeing Jesus someone. Man. This this is inappropriate." Yeah. I was like, "Girl, we <laughs> met up on Friday. We went on a date, and you got drinks with me."
1: I mean, I'm not one for spilling personal details. I'm just saying the circumstances in which you met, even based on what you told me, that was trouble enough. Oh no, yeah, me. the
0: the whole thing was trouble. So much trouble. I'm I'm drinking myself a screwdriver right now. I never drink on this show, but you know, you open that beer, want to talk about it a little bit. So just I'm as, keeping it light in comparison. Yeah, in, in case anyone's curious yeah. out there, if I have you... a
1: Shiner Holiday Cheer in front of me, so I'm just I'm in that holiday spirit right now. You know, I'm celebrating in my own way. You really need a drink.
0: Oh yeah, I got that off and orange juice. Um, yeah, no, I can't say enough about this girl because there's too much to say, but suffice to say. If you meet a girl, and she's in a relationship, and she propositions you to have an affair with her, you should throw away any kind of charm or charisma. It doesn't matter how magical it is when she looks at you. You should know right then and always know. not a relationship at that point. It's just an affair. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. No, no, no. If someone is in a relationship, and they have Mm -hmm. such a like, just moral disregard for that situation, that they're trying to set something up with you, you should know that regardless of how great your relationship is ever going to be, they're probably going to want to do the same exact thing. Yeah. Like, I was researching sociopaths today (laughs) after, like, you know, we kind of, like, ended, ended, because, you know, like I said, on Friday, we got a drink. She told me, she's like, I can't do this, you know, like, she already told me that on Monday, but, like, she was telling me in person, like, I can't do this. I really want to be with you. This is wrong. I can't do this. And in the moment, I was like, why Why is, Why can't you do that? And then I realized, like, someone said later in the night, like, oh, don't you have to, you can, your boyfriend's going to pick us up at your place. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're, you're kind of, like, really dating someone right now, and he's not me. Um, so, you know, I, I let that d- lie, but part of our arrangement was like, oh, we can stay friends. And so uh, last night, I had a real bad day at work. I was texting her. I was like, you know, oh, this fucking sucks. She's like, uh, it's no no problem like i'm I'm here for you and i want to make you happy you know i was like oh thank you and so today i was just like oh continue the friendship let me talk to her and she was literally not responding like we were messaging on allo and it has like artificial intelligence responses premeditated and she was responding with those and i was like i'm sorry it feels like i'm talking to a robot do you not want to talk to me right now she's like well we can talk later i was like what like no like <laughs>
1: Well, hey, hey, you should be better <laughs> off now. Oh, I hope for so. Your sake.
0: i It's not even for my sake. I hope for this guy's sake that she either doesn't keep talking to me or, even worse or yet, meet someone else and start talking to him. Because uh, it seems like she's trying to get her life together. She had a string of relationships with affairs and all kinds of messed up shit. And, you know, I think she's realized because of the kind of conversations that she and I have had. That that is not healthy, that her life is in shambles because of such things, and that she has to do better. But she, like, called herself a sociopath. I'm not pointing fingers, calling names. I think she's aware that she's not stable. I'm not stable. I'm fucking crazy. If you read my Twitter, you know. If you listen <laughs> to my viewpoints on the show, I fucking picked Detroit Rock City last week. I was like, oh, it's so good, Steve. Buy it already. You're going to love it. That was wrong. Um, so I, I'm not <laughs> No, perfect. no, no. Hey, I you know,
1: part of me wants to say that you're not wrong there. I wish that I did. Right. Love if you were
0: if much. you were thirteen, you were really loved. It's it.
1: like yeah, it's like I saw that and I was like, This totally would be up my alley
0: five years ago, yeah. baby. Shit, I don't know. But so, so sorry for uh filling you all in on my heartbreak. I only got the idea because, you know, we did this show last week with Tyler from Future Horse Pod, he had Cynical Cartoons, a series on unfortunate <laughs> events, uh Adam yeah, we Sandcast. guessed. It, yeah, we did an episode of Cynical Cartoons too. Uh Beverly Hills Teens. Really cool. It's like episode one oh three of his show, I believe. Really cool. He's doing really big things. We can't say it's all hush hush, but he's, you know, getting lots of guests on Cynical Cartoons, maybe even on, uh, no, he's unfortunate working a lot. Harder. Who
1: knows?
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he's doing really well for himself, man. Yeah. Like, if you puts in
1: way more work than we do.
0: Yeah. If you've never heard him on our show, he's been on several episodes. Check out his mm-hmm. stuff, futurehorsepod.com. He loves podcasts and he loves just listening to them too. Um, we're going to talk about Patreon later. He has one too if you like what you hear on his content. Give him a like, give him a shout. You know, add him some money. Uh, worst thing you can do, best thing you can do rather. iTunes review. We have like none of them. He gets a ton of them. You know, share the good cheer. It is a holiday season. Um, another news item here though, right? Jumping from relationships and Tinder, Metallica. It took 17 years. Their discography is finally available in full on Napster, but you pay for it now. But it's actually on Napster.
1: Is Napster still alive? Yeah, Napster like, is kind of really like a, a Spotify type thing. Yeah. The, no, this is like no a funny one, news item before the show starts. <laughs> just shit news just for the sake of
0: yeah. it, so that's now at the top of the show? It used to be that way, yeah. I brought that back. Yeah, no one cares about Napster now. No, of course not, but it's it's a, it's like anyone that knows anything about Napster knows Metallica fucking hated them at its inception. It's just, it, like I saw that on Engadget or something, I was like, that is pretty hilarious. It's, enough time has passed now that they're probably just like, yeah, fuck it, why not? More like, we just sold out so list. long ago, give us more money. There's, Yeah. This one is not garbage, though. This one is really cool, and this is, like, a good, like, kind of uh, signpost for what we talk about on the show besides movies and stuff. Domino's, they're doing pizza delivery via drone in New Zealand now. So (laughs) if you're a Kiwi, you can get that pizza delivered to your door by a robot. Um, This isn't the first time that something like this has happened. Chipotle currently is doing drones on U.S. campuses, so who knows, like, a year? I'm still waiting to
1: see what this will be like. Like, and is this all of Australia or no, like this is New Zealand? Just the... And it's such a small Sorry, island
0: that I have to imagine it's only for like the major, the one major city where the square. Was. Wellington. It's like, it's like just for the people that visit the Lord of the Rings set. The people that go to the Shire, they can get droned out pizzas. I'm, I'm surprised Domino's even exists down there, to be honest. Like, oh that. yeah, no, Domino's it, it even exists in Switzerland. Like, they're very
1: different, though. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, no, like I had a Domino's pizza, like, last night, right before I left. Definitely does not taste the same. There's just, I don't know, something different about the crust that I hesitate to even say it's Domino's. I like Domino's now. Like, it used to be, you know, the joke, like... I liked
0: it then as stoner food. I mean, now I don't even know, but... It, there used to be that joke, though, it was like, you know, Domino's tastes worse than the box it, it comes in, but now, since they had, the, like, the corporate rebranding with, like, the fancy pizzas and shit, like, I think it's pretty good. Like, Pizza Hut's still a little bit better, but... They're pretty comparable, I, but then again, I like Little Caesars. I don't give a fuck. Like five dollar pizza is five dollar pizza.
1: I like Austin Pizza. I like Via three one three. Um, I, you know, I've stopped. <laughs> I have not had Domino's in like a long time, except for Europe. But
0: yeah, man, there's great pizza here. Sponsor us, Domino's. We'd love to talk about your pizza pies and salads and sandwiches and shit. On or air. Austin
1: Pizza. I will. Well, I can't. I can't, I can't get the, yeah.
0: that. We need the national chain with the big money. I'll send it to you by drone. Okay, there you go.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: So that's the the shit news. Stay with us for the real news before we get there. Here's Penny Thoughts. This is the original Two Cents closing segment. We do all the news, then we talk about, hey, what have you been watching? What are you been enjoying? And we try to consolidate that. Now it's just like three little things. So what are the shit that you checked out this week, Steve? What have you been um. enjoying? Well, I guess speaking of uh,
1: beautiful things that kind of break your heart just a little bit. Um, no, she broke. I saw Voyage of Time. She broke well, my heart know, did, like
0: a, a more than a little bit, man. I, <laughs> it I,
1: didn't really break <laughs> my heart, but it's just like you know what I, I saw something that looked beautiful, and that's about it, you know. So it, it is worth it in that sense of you pay for an IMAX documentary uh-huh. ticket, which was eight bucks
0: for me. Um, Not to cut you off, but I'm just saying I, you don't know this. The dude that she's currently living off of the guy that she's living with or in her own words staying with she's uh-huh. been dating him for the past month like since this time last month and I didn't know <laughs> yeah, oh he's just a friend so I'm hanging out with a friend oh I'm texting him but oh, he's just a friend man. for the whole past month and up until a couple of days an ago we episode of
1: love and basketball where yeah. you profess your wonderful yes, relationships because
0: <laughs> I, I believed it man it's like research your love sociopathic... of that movie is based on a lie man Look up sociopathic relationships. They do this to people. It's crazy. But yeah, so for the whole past month, I've known about this guy, and I was just like rolling with the punches. Or not the past month, but the last two weeks. Okay, and and she let me keep doing it. Um, and horrible person. Uh, but yeah, Voyage of Time.
1: Yeah, no, no. James what Malick. you said
0: was far more interesting. Um, look,
1: it's volcanoes. <laughs> yeah, there's cameras There's two versions of this movie, and I think you know maybe the longer one might be better for me because th- what this is is literally. It, it is a voyage through time showing you the beginning of the Earth and then eventually to how, you know, the sun is going to go supernova and the Earth is going to be gone. In other words, um, the, the Tree of Life
0: dinosaur ship. Well, there's literally, like, two minutes of dinosaurs. W- wasn't that That's stuff why from the Tree of Life for Voyage of Time and they just, like, put it in Tree of Life some for some the, reason?
1: Well, some of the special effects shots are the same. Like, there's only one that I noticed where it's like, hey, it looks kind of similar, uh-huh. but... Um, I mean, yeah, you know, sh- I'm sure that uh, maybe – it I wouldn't say it's second unit, but maybe they just took a camera on the set of Tree of Life and used it for Voyage of Time because mm-hmm. there are some ratio uh, switches throughout this, but for the most
0: part, it's in the full IMAX frame. I know Lubesky did Tree of Life. He didn't do this one, right, or someone else? Uh,
1: I, I guess he's not credited for it, but, I mean, yeah, you know, with this one, it it's an experiment that kind of works. It's just um, – you know, I, it's it's nice as an IMAX documentary. Hey, if you're just in near an IMAX theater the at spectacle. some museum or something, mm-hmm. and you just want to see something, then it's good as that. It's a but, pretty movie. Yeah, like that's about it. But I do think I think I wanted something longer because, like I said, the dinosaurs are two minutes long. Uh, it, through this voyage of time, it seems like we kind of just jump real quick to places. Like you see the a pr- the primitive version of man, and then all of a sudden you jump to like modern Dubai where you see, like, the tallest building okay. in the world. You see the Burge, and it's like, I, I guess in a way that jump makes sense because, you know, for human history, we're literally just a blink of an eye compared to the rest of yeah. the entire planet, but I feel like I wanted to stay there just a little bit longer to experience all this. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's a nice, pretty IMAX documentary, and if you're willing to check it out, then by all means. Maybe I'll see the longer one when it hits videos at some point, but... Mm. Hey, as a Malick movie, it's more of a cool little experiment to see. Um, but the really cool one that I saw was, have you uh, seen my review on Letterboxd for Brain
0: Scan? Uh, no. I remember I was telling you about the movie before you saw it. I was like, pretty cool. Edward Furlong, blah, blah, blah. Oh consider. no, I, Okay, so you did see it. Though. No, no, I saw it on cable, yeah. I definitely saw it.
1: Okay, yeah, because I then I don't know if I was very tired when we had that conversation because for some reason I was under the impression that uh, – you hadn't yet, because I, I think I asked you about it and you were like, I don't know what that
0: is. Maybe it was somebody else no, I was Someone else, to. yeah. Late 80s, early 90s. Okay, well, Edward then I'm going to retract
1: my review now because mm-hmm. what I wrote down was at Brian Gillis, you need to see this before oh. you die. Cause... No, I've seen it. I'll
0: have to rewatch okay. it. I saw it probably. It's 15, a fun movie. Probably man. 15 years ago now. so... Yeah, no, like, it's a really fun movie. Uh, if I remember I... the concept correctly, it's like this computer program, it's like basically a video game, makes Edward mm-hmm. Furlong become a serial killer. Yeah, like, yeah. for
1: real and they, he's he's played like every single game you know he's just like oh i've i've uh, done it all you yeah, haven't played this shit man uh-huh. um and then all of a sudden you know he's hooked on it like everybody else like just the stuff that he has in his room like that's where i was like you know what i'm i'm sure brian has to love this cuz super 80s nostalgia yeah yeah he's got like this gamer set he, do you remember him having the computer like the um the Igor program that would answer his phone calls and uh, everything uh yeah 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 like would wire his, like just there's so much cool stuff here like that and it's it's really that movie where i guess kind of like detroit rock city you know if i saw this as um a kid this would be like a great horror movie to me like this would have scared the shit out of me and now it's like and uh... there we go and i just rescinded my review on letterbox (laughs) so there's no record of that anymore except for here
0: now it's just on uh, this podcast now just like now it's just empty past due nostalgia It's like you didn't have it when you did, but now you're like, oh, I can understand that. Like, we have to come up with it. Oh, it was fun. There has to be time for that. It's like like the the rose glasses type thing, except you never saw it that way to begin with.
1: Well, the cool thing about this was that I was at a – I don't know if it was sold out, but I was at a very packed screening, and this was something that evidently a lot of people had not seen before. So Hmm. they were – really sold just on that premise alone it's it's like one of those things where it's like how the fuck have i not heard of this movie like how do i not
0: know what this is i think that's half of edward furlong's movies i mean yeah Yeah, we know about terminator 2 and detroit rock city now thanks to to cinema but there's also this one just has such a
1: cool (laughs) premise like you know and it it has a really nice score and it's actually really well shot and it may not be like the most groundbreaking not a uh, movie like it's not this is very much guys. a movie of the 90s <laughs> like when you get down to it but it's a really fun one yeah totally disposable but it's a fun product of its time i'll watch it again i mean it's one of those movies like
0: you know if i didn't have a really fucked up halloween horathon this year where i watched like no movies because i was busy hosting some girl in my bed um mm-hmm. i you know i'm not gonna say i would have watched brain scan but there's a possibility like it seems like one of those trashy things especially if it was on cable and in the same way that like last year i watched uh fuck what was it called uh, not Mad Monster Party the um, fuck you're gonna cheat now Monster Squad oh yeah yes wait that was a year ago yeah I watched that last year wow yeah we did talk mm-hmm. about that I watched that last Halloween it was like wow. one of my final picks so I was like yeah I just wanna do something kinda weird and whimsical and I picked that I was like oh that's yeah, cool over a year yeah. ago it's like 11 months ago now no not 11 yeah, that, I mean 13 I think that movie's
1: a little bit overrated honestly oh yeah really? totally
0: Totally. Yeah, it was. It was so. It was too campy for me. It was too '80s, which I I can't say lightly.
1: Although that Dracula line to the little girl, like I think that's. Come here, little girl. Give me the amulet,
0: you bitch. I uh, I like the um, just the montage. The montage was worth the movie for me. Oh, yeah. the opinion. opening crawl is brilliant. just Do you remember it? No. What do you What are you humming? Are you trying the to montage? For it? No, no just like the montage uh, in the, the movie for it? has like some like super awesome made for it, and it's got kind of, it's like dance until you drop. When the close of the eighties, like yeah, it, I, I can't remember the lyrics, but it, it's super. Totally t- forgot it. Total sorry. montage song. Even Rocky had a montage, like it's a song just like that. You're like, oh this is perfect for a montage. Everyone's doing <laughs> their right thing. Uh, so were those your things? This is it my turn?
1: Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, uh, There's a West Side Story, but we'll get to that in depth yeah,
0: yeah, this week. Yeah, you guys can hear Wednesday. that on Wednesday. Um, yep. I watched the Westworld pilot finally, which is totally a movie. I, it's very long. It's like almost 90 minutes. Really fucking good. I mean, uh, they gave Michael Crichton a story by credit, and like uh, screenwriting credit, even though he's clearly been dead the whole time of the development of the TV show. Does basically everything the movie does in a much better way, and just based off of the pilot, I'm pretty sure if you're watching the show, you don't really have to see the movie. Like the movie has some things that seem like they're not going to be making its way into the series, um. But it's you know Tyler was kind of talking about last week, like yeah, it's not exactly dated well, um. Like the siege, well, yeah, either or, Uh, either way, yeah. But it's because you know it's like one of the first films to have CGI. And because of that, it's not like in a Tron way. In the 70s? Yeah. No, yeah. Like this is pre-Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, what fucking year did it come out? I want to say it was like 74 or something like that. Like it. Yeah. No. Like, like I. It, I don't even has, think it has. It's um when the man in black, the Yul Brenner character, is mm-hmm. looking at people. It has like a Terminator like dot matrix uh, HUD, and I think that's like one of the very first uses of CG in film. Like even the first Star Wars,
1: I don't think used a computer or CG well, at all. Like uh, it, yeah, they did. Until, on the on the X wing, it wasn't until like Young Sherlock Holmes no, the, that had that one the CG targeting shot of that on the
0: X wing on the computer. That's total CG.
1: Okay, yeah, but that's not a CG shot. That's more of like an element that's in there.
0: Well, either or, okay, not a big deal. But yeah, I'm gonna probably tonight watch like three or four episodes. I'm gonna catch up by next Sunday because um, it was awesome. That that bio is really, really good. So you know, everyone's saying that on the internet, though, because it's true. Um, the other thing I watched this yeah. week, I was supposed to see Moonlight with a friend. He was in traffic. We had to change that. I caught Arrival instead. Um, not the biggest fan of Denis Villeneuve. Careful on spoilers, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. On this show, of course. I'm seeing <laughs> um, it tomorrow. So, but I don't know. Like I was talking to someone about it yesterday. It just seems like one of those movies that thinks it's smarter than you are. Like, it's, oh, look how clever our script is. We blew you away with this twist. And it's not even a twist. um Very, just visually, crazy beautiful. Just like it, the other films of his that I've seen. um Didn't like Sicario, but, you know, Roger Deakins filmed the shit out of that. Um, yeah, and I don't think Deakins was on this one. No, it's someone else. And I, I, maybe the guy that's doing this, or that did this, is doing Blade Runner 2. No, Deakins is doing Blade Runner. Oh, cool. um. Yeah. Score is awesome. Acting is great. You got Amy Adams doing a star performance. You got, um, Forrest Whitaker with a really interesting accent. And just the concept. You sure you're not talking about Rogue One there? (laughs) (laughs) No. This is a better accent than that trailer. But it's. I would call that one interesting. Like, this is, uh. This isn't deep sci fi. This is like interstellar level sci fi, except that's like a little bit further because it's based in fact, whereas this is actual science fiction. Um, but it, it's shades of close encounters. Shades of Interstellar, like a couple other things, like it's Contact. Yeah, Contact. Like it, it is original in that what it does is different. But you've seen this movie before, and it's a feel-good sci-fi film, and it it looks good, and it's fine. It's just everyone was saying so much about it, like oh, one of the best, like. Movies of this year, and then I, I oh, think yeah I... no like people that I trust uh-huh. are even flipping for this going really? like no you have to see no. this you're the first person
1: to not maybe shit on, on the on it, big but screen to speak more negatively on like it, to and... see it
0: on the big screen yeah it's like it, it is very pretty yeah um like seeing it in a theater with the surround sound set up you know it's not going to be able to do the same at home but at the same time it was just like without talking about big details here the way it tries to con you into its story and try to manipulate you. I wasn't a fan of, because like I said, Interstellar, you know, does something kind of similar with the way that it it organizes its narrative, but it has Mm -hmm. a great payoff. And in this one, it's kind of like the lazier, ha-ha-ha, like, you-have-to-think-about-it way. Like, I got out of the theater, my friend asked me, he's like, what just happened? I explained it to him very easily. And I well, but that's the, the kind of filmmaker too. that I think Villeneuve is at this point. Probably. Like, I I think that's partly why it seems like a Blade Runner movie would be
1: fitting for him, because that's oh, yeah, I'm sort sure... of what Blade
0: Runner is, really. I'm sure he's going to be fun with Blade Runner. It's just, I, I don't know yeah. if I retweeted it. No, I didn't. I just favorited it on, or liked it, as it's called now on Twitter. It was like, get ready for the annual prestige sci-fi movie, guys. This is it. Like... It's totally accurate. Like I, I'm not gonna say it's bad. I got my money's worth. I enjoyed what I saw, but I don't. It's definitely not gonna make my end of the year list. It's like very similar to Sicario in that I enjoyed the watch, but now that it's over, I'm probably never gonna think about it again. Not bad though. I'm still going to wait and see, I guess. Um, so yeah, I had to, you had to, I might be able to get back to you
1: in uh, a day.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. I hey, know though.
1: I'm still, I'm
0: actually interested in seeing moonlight though. So maybe I want we can it. get a review yeah, out for we... that if we see it at the same time. Yeah. Like I really, I, I'm kind of upset that I didn't get to see that instead. Um, so we do other things, into the news, and you haven't even heard the news yet, so if you want to do that, should have said it earlier, you're going to jump ahead to about the 30-minute mark. But some of the other shows we do on Dollar Reviews, we got Debt to Cinema, that's our semi-topical list of shame show. So we got West Side Story coming out this Wednesday, Detroit Rock City, which we already mentioned, The Ruling Class, which coincide with election season, or uh, election day rather, Love and Basketball, you already heard about that, Changeling, which is directed by the same guy that did The Ruling Class, Peter Medak. Um, we also got Ricky O. The, the story. Changeling. The Changeling. Not changeling. Um, the Changeling. Ricky O. Romance. The Story of Ricky, which is an awesome <laughs> gore flick that I do a rap intro for. And that was months ago now. Uh, it's just the one that I like talking about. Like, and then there's... Yeah, but
1: if that movie came out theatrically at the time we did that episode, there would be
0: a DVD Blu ray digital release at this point. That is that. accurate. That's true. That's how long um, ago that was. And then we also have Bullworth, which is important because also the election there, this yeah. year. And also Warren Beatty. He raps in that film. And he has a movie coming out in no time at all. I think it's actually this Friday. I really want to see it. There's an awesome like little like expose interview with him mm. in Entertainment Weekly from last week. Awesome. So good. I was like, I really want to see this movie now. Because it could very well be his final directing film. And maybe Dick Tracy will be my next pick. I have not seen that. Me either. So maybe mm. I I'm a I'm a clock it in now. Dick Tracy's our next pick. Um Dollar Views. That's the first Christmas play we're making. Eh, it's right before Christmas. Dollar it's, Views it's December. is our other well, show, uh, er, though. Wait, yeah, it's our namesake. It's our spoiler free, fu- uh, spoiler free rather. No recaps. It's just new releases. Sometimes we do games and music, but it's just something that just came out. We just talk about it really frankly, without going too deep. Uh, so we did Doctor Strange this other day. Yoga Hoser, Suicide Squad. We got three episodes for Batman vs Superman. One for the Ultimate Edition, one for the theatrical, and then one spoilers, which is for a few dollars more. We got the same thing for um for fuck a couple other things. but uh Perse not Persepolis. I mean um Anomalisa, Star Wars Episode Seven. Gosh, that was so long ago. And now. was there
1: another few dollars more? We're kind of... We are really behind as far as theatrical releases, because there's people that are, like, going, we got reviews for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find oh, Them and them. Doctor Strange, and we're just like, hey, we got this thing for hey, like seven it. months ago. Hey, I got... You can hear
0: it right here. That's my Fantastic Beasts ticket, so I can You can do that one alone. Yeah, I'm probably not interested I
1: in I still don't care for it, and from what I'm hearing...
0: A lot of people don't either. I haven't seen like the last three Harry Potter movies or something, so I'm not exactly part of that franchise. Yeah, no, I stopped. I want to say Order of the Phoenix was the last one I watched. So So you stopped them right when David Yates came on,
1: which is probably the right point because he's, I mean. He sucks. Oh, I just, I don't agree with his style. He makes very downbeat Harry Potter movies, and they stylistically were consistent. But then again, I also want to. I mean, the fact that that's all he does, and that he's going to do five Fantastic Beast films now.
0: I don't think he's. I mean, that's doing, a sign no, of a No, no, no. I don't think he's doing all five. Yeah, no, no. That was five. the thing. It's
1: like he's set for all five. I read really? the article that I read said he's set to. It's too early. He's not signed for it, but he's going to do all five. It's that's too, the plan.
0: It's too early to say that, man. Like they don't yeah. even have scripts yet. They don't have. They probably barely even have. They're just, very cocky on this of one. Of course, saying they are. Going to be five. Warner Brothers wants to make a ton of money, man. Like they're like yeah. you know. DC is not exactly going the way that we plan. Let's make as much money as possible. Yeah. Um, they're already fucking up with the extended cut, apparently, because yeah. I'm
1: hearing it's exactly what I thought it would be, is that it's, it's an extended cut. I'm still probably going to buy it. Fuck it. I don't care.
0: On I'm going to buy it. It'll be on there, ready.
1: but I probably won't watch it.
0: I'll definitely watch it. Um, other cool stuff that we got, though, and these are all on DVD. Swiss Army Man, buy that for a dollar. Definitely going to be on the top ten list. Um, Hell yeah. You guys need to see that if you haven't. Uh, Sing Street, which is on Netflix. So great. Just feel good movie. One of the last things I told her when I was still in love with her was like, "Oh, we got to see Sing Street together." And now that Did you? No. If I had right, Well, th- that's a sign that it's not a good relationship. Right? Like if if we had seen Sing Street together, who knows what could have happened. It is that powerful. It is that good of a movie. The only movie we ever saw together was Phantasm that says everything that you need to everything, right there. man. Like I try I mean, to that watch opening scene is a
1: metaphor for your entire relationship there. <laughs> yeah,
0: she she is the tall man. Um like, yeah. I try to watch so many movies with her. I started The Visit, um Terror Train, uh fuck uh Life After not Life After Beth, the the other one that's very similar, um with Anton Yelchin. Like, I, I tried like a good couple of movies and she would always just sleep that's so sad it's like video games oh I love that but movies like no fuck you uh, been, thanks for listening though we're about to do the headlines right here Except we got all that content all these shows we do so much I think we have like 190 plus hours of content out there and we do it for free we got no ads wow. the domain is all us dollarreviews.net you can go to patreon.com slash dollarreviews Supports for as little as a dollar a month it helps us out Kickstarter. Those are people that don't do shit and they want to get your money so they can. We already do it and we're just looking for some compensations. The tips jar, anything else for a coffee a day. Seriously, if three people paid just for a coffee a month, a month mind you, we'd have enough to go see the new release. So everything helps. You can see the ads. Uh, you can Like for $50 a month we can actually pimp you out on different sections of the show. Um, all kinds of different incentives though. And like I said, Tyler, he gave me the idea. Future Horse Pod him one too so here's the headlines this is where the show actually starts um, probably the most interesting thing that happened this week is that both Google and Facebook decided to crack down on advertisements for fake news stories um, mm. if this doesn't sound familiar basically on a website it sounds too good to be true or in the case of politics that it's too sad to be true like Donald Trump winning and that's kind of where this all started Facebook is under hot water right now because ads mostly from fake news sites were already saying that Trump had won the election before like all the polls were even counted which caused a lot of young voters of our age to not even go to the polling place in the first place which doesn't even fucking matter because it's electoral college and that's the problem This is like in the middle of the day? I don't know. I I wasn't I mean like I'm
1: I remember watching the election and people were calling it like even though a lot of states were too close to call but then uh. sure enough a couple hours later he got on stage and so I pretty much declared victory
0: after Clinton conceded. I don't know exactly. All I know is that everyone's upset at them because yeah, Facebook I know that this is a big thing. Is that they're yeah. uh, you know, like Google was Facebook specifically. Google AdSense was probably responsible as well, but Facebook is so powerful, it's so ubiquitous that mm-hmm. they're much more in trouble. And so it was like Google announced the the fake news thing. The AdSense wouldn't support that. I think it was like four days ago. And then Facebook announced it, I think, today or yesterday. So it's 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 one of those things. Um, and like I said, the problem isn't even the news sites or the ads. It is the Electoral College. If you didn't see Barbara Boxer, she's trying to abolish Electoral College currently. I think she has a bill in writing currently, which would be awesome because one of the reasons like – got i argue, I've, I've talked about this so many times. So many people better than me. Um, I'm sure John Oliver did it. I know George Carlin did Just how Mm -hmm. silly the concept of the electoral college is, especially today, Um, it really does need to be abolished. We can't have a direct democracy that's too crazy that works at a state level, but we need something that makes more sense. Like maybe I am I'm not on the side of the popular vote uh though because I do think you know in some ways I feel like
1: (laughs) and it's definitely the unpopular view here, here I know it but. The way that it, I think it does make sense to have a system that represents different states. It's mm-hmm. just the way that the Electoral College it's does so it is really up, yeah. fucking weird. Like, I don't think the popular vote is the safe route no. if can't big be the cities vote. are the ones that get the say.
0: Yeah, yeah no. the, it, it has to be something similar in that, you know, the Electoral College, there's a certain amount of votes per state, and it's like 535. It just doesn't the same even amount. Uh, based on the population. Yeah. No. That's what's messed it, up Even worse it. than so, that, you're supposed to vote based on your district for the popular vote, mm-hmm. That's what the Electoral Collegiate does, except there's nothing that holds them to that. They can vote any way they want. And also, even just the way that they're elected is really fishy, and they don't have to vote in the way that their electors want them to either. No, what's fucked up is that
1: like, a lot of them make the wrong decisions. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what was this when Kerry was running? I don't know what he state it was, for, like, but one of the electors, yeah. he voted for the guy that was his running mate as VP. <laughs> uh, he, I think he picked John Edwards or something. <laughs> yeah, John Edwards, your it, president. Yeah. Um, I so, yeah, no, it, I mean, it is – it's weird though, isn't it? Because, like, this is a system that we're kind of criticizing and yet there's so many that are – begging their electors not to pick Trump when it comes to putting in that final vote. It's just,
0: it's really weird it's, because yeah. the way that national politics worked in America, it's so complicated to amend the, con- not amend, but ratify the Constitution that it almost never happens. Like, a convention for adding an amendment, the last time it happened, I think it was like 1971 or something, and you have to get like, what is it? it I, I think it's like 60% approval to change the Constitution. Like, it is almost close to impossible like everyone has to agree on both aisles uh, both sides yeah. of the aisle so i doubt this is going to happen but with you know google and facebook taking the first steps to trying to change the way politics work and with trump being elected and how many people are upset about that us changing maybe not abolishing but changing the way the electoral college works yeah can definitely help voters in 2020 um, I mean, I do think McCone a lot of this wins. stuff
1: is reactionary in regards to Trump is that everyone's begging for changes because they really don't want him in office. Yeah. And it's there. there is such an insane divide right now, man. It's it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't know about you. There I don't even want to talk about the protests that have been happening here. There oh, was yeah, one no, I, yesterday that got out of
0: control. I know a lot of people have done them. I'm like, that's so silly. You can't protest when you vote. You protest when you didn't vote. If you voted, your vote mm-hmm. lost.
1: Yeah, no, seriously, Cry about I mean, it's it. like there, there's so many people that didn't fucking vote, and that's where it's just like, wh- why the fuck didn't you? I mean, even people in California, like I told them, hey, you should vote for weed being legal, man. No, uh, I, I, I I wish I'd learned about the totally proposition was. for porn because I could have convinced even more people to I do it fucking, that way. We talked
0: about if you learned about? It. We talked about on the show. We have an episode. It's no, we did, get but political. I didn't learn about it quick enough. Let's get political, political. Yeah, I was happy the the condoms and porn. That did not pass. Mm-hmm. They're going to stay condoms free in California, um, yeah. except LA County because fuck politicians. And then yeah, marijuana is legalized. We talked about that last week. So it's like that's such a still a hazy thing because anyone can can consume. Are it. you able to like go anywhere now and do that? Like, no, is that no, it's official as of now. It's the or same is it... as like cigarettes, to be honest, or drinking alcohol. It's like. No, but I mean, like, are you actually able to go somewhere now and just buy it or do you no. have to wait for that yeah, to go to effect at some Yeah, that has to be a thing at some point, probably once the year begins. But then yeah. it's still, like, on a citywide level. So, you know, I'm in Long Beach, and the way it works here, they kind of deregulate or they basically abolish dispensaries, like, two years ago. And so that pushed really? a ton of industry out. That's going to be making a comeback. And I actually voted part of the like, the citywide uh, stuff on the ballot or for, like, how those funds are allocated, distance from schools, all kinds of stuff. But as of right now, yeah, anyone can consume it. You can gift it to anyone. You can carry it on your person if it's under a certain amount. But then it's just, like, alcohol. You're not supposed to do it before going to work. You're not supposed to do it while driving. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's legal. You know, anyone can do it. It's, like, it's going to be regulated probably in the next 10 years. Like, they're probably... Just gonna have instead of like the dispensaries or whatever that they currently have, like in Colorado and, and Washington. I have a feeling it's just gonna be, especially with Trump as president, just like the FDA-approved pre-rolled marijuana cigarettes that you can buy at Seven Eleven. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Biff Tannen would depending
1: do it. On if his uh, I don't know. We'll see how his VP feels about that. No one knows what's gonna fucking happen. A
0: running mate is not a it's... VP. You're not a VP until you're elected. They could change pants any day now. are like, oh, you're fucking stupid. We'll, we'll see. I
1: it's a lot of shit is up in the air right now.
0: Hmm. Uh, anywho, what else have we got? Yeah, something that's not in the, up in the air is China. By the end of this month, AMC Theaters will officially own Carmike Cinemas, UCI, and Odeon. All three of their boards have approved the sale. So Wait, AMC Theaters as in University of California, Irvine? No, as it, it's a UK movie theater chain. UCI okay. and Odeon. Odeon. Um, so yeah, AMC Theaters... Yeah, Odeon's also in Canada. Sure. Uh, AMC Theaters is going to be the largest theatrical chain on the planet sometime in the near future, probably beginning of next year, uh, which means Wanda is just going to continue to grow and grow. They now own, have the biggest theater footprint on the planet, and the biggest chain in the U.S., the biggest chain in the U.K., and probably the biggest chain in China. Those are three of the biggest cinema-going countries out there, it's not going to be... Isn't Regal bigger than AMC? Not anymore. Not with them buying Carmike now.
1: I, I said that not. just got to
0: prove. Like, it still has to go through regulation boards, but it's going to pass because if AT&T can obtain Time Warner, why the fuck can't AMC have Carmike? Well, we don't know how that will go down. We, we don't, but time it's probably going to happen. I mean, Trump said he, he would say no, so I'm hoping he sticks to his word. But then again, Barack Obama said that he was going to take the bowling alley out of the White House and make it into a basketball court, and he never did that, so... I I don't trust politicians until they're in office. And even still don't trust them. Tricky dick. (laughs) Um, China's scary though. Like, you know, that's a theater thing. Wanda's been a big part of that for several years now. Like, I worked, Mm -hmm. technically, I worked for Wanda once upon a time. Um, but another Chinese company is getting in the film business, in particular buying studios. Uh, I might butcher this name. My apologies to people that are in the, the New Kingdom, uh, or Middle Kingdom rather. Anhui Zinki? New materials? That's, yeah, that's exactly how I was going to say right? on Huizinki. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but they just obtain an 80% stake in Midnight Investments, which might not sound familiar, but their production company probably does, and that's Voltage Pictures. If you've maybe seen their production banner symbol, it's because they're the people behind stuff such as the Hurt Locker and Dallas Buyers Club. So this Chinese company that mostly does, like, copper wiring and such uh, just bought one of the smaller... Or like one of the bigger independent American production companies, it was probably yeah, so... like um, I think it was like three months ago now I was or two months ago, I was laughing about how silly it was that the the u s Senate was condemning China and thinking that you know these Chinese companies are trying to infuse Chinese propaganda into American cinema, and after this, I'm like, um. Maybe they'll we'll see what the product yeah, is well, going to be. Maybe, but maybe they're onto something there.
1: Almost like yeah, I, I don't think that they'll make they'll allow another Hurt
0: Locker, or Dallas Buyers
1: Club to be remade or.
0: Well, not I'm not talking about made? remakes. Not, I'm just, not remade. I'm saying in terms of uh, you got to watch out what the Yellow Man's going to be doing. Like I, I don't know. Like it's, it's fucking xenophobia.
1: Man. No, it's, it's not. It's not xenophobia. It, no, no, no. It's, but I, there, I'm, I'm not, I'm not criticizing. It's yeah. like, but I
0: see. There's kind of that fear there, isn't there? It's like AMC Theaters, like I said, Carmike, yeah. UCI, Odeon, now Voltage Pictures, Legendary Pictures. They're in cahoots with Sony. Alibaba's in cahoots with uh, fuck with, with I can't, I think it was Paramount. Uh, Wang Lin is probably gonna buy Paramount. Like he just bought Dick Clark Productions. Like every week we talk about Wanda, and it's not for no reason. They are always constantly staying busy, whether that's building it was soon to be the biggest movie studio on the planet trying to make China into a tourist location there's many movie theaters and shopping investments like they have such a foothold in China and they're one of the biggest like you know companies on the planet and they are taking over Hollywood not just them but you know their cohort so you know China is poised to be the biggest cinematic audience in yeah. the next couple of years they might own America before that even happens
1: well, as long as the Arc Light is still standing yeah. on its own or hell, even the Alamo, I'll I'll be fine. Where
0: did Davy Crockett die? That should be the final movie that plays at Alamo <laughs> Draft House, to be honest. Which one? The Billy Bob Thornton one? No, just make a movie called Where Did Davy Crockett Die. Oh, you haven't you haven't seen uh Pee Wee's Big Adventure in No, I well, uh
1: parts of it, but never as a whole.
0: There's a sequence where he goes to Texas on his road trip. And he does a, a tour of the Alamo because I'm not going to say why. Is this the why. new one? No, no. I'm talking about the original Pee Wee Herman movie, the one that okay. uh, Tim Burton got his start with. Yeah. And there's this joke. He's at the Alamo. I'm not going to say why. And and someone asks, Where did Davy Crockett die? At the Alamo. Like, uh, you, you got to see it. Okay, I never
1: saw that. Probably, yeah, I haven't, no. yeah, I haven't seen it. Um No, I mean the the um fuck, what's her name? Is it Large Marge the truck driver?
0: Uh that it's like shortly like, thereafter, but it's not really related like, see, to that. This is like a little Yeah, I think it's mainly guy. like
1: the second half of the movie that I always saw on HBO but never the first half. Mm. Yeah, it
0: was like Detroit Rock City for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um this is like a smaller news item but just kind of weird. Uh You familiar with Marvel's and Humans movie that they were going to make? Mm -hmm. The title. Which they're not. Yeah, like, basically, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was slowly but surely being, like, spun into the Inhumans film that was going to happen at some point. Marvel announced this week that it's no longer a film. It is now an ABC series. And even weirder than that, the first two episodes are going to be shown in IMAX, and then it's going to be on TV. Um, So is it going to look even more fake than the pilot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I don't
1: know. It's like a that increased resolution is just going to show its TV roots. I, even more I, no, I'm and more. pretty
0: sure they're going to shoot it with IMAX just because Disney has such a well, big deal. But how are deal. the effects going to be rendered, though? That's the thing. I don't what know. I the budget I mean, of the
1: pilot going to be
0: maybe big? I mean, hey, to be fair, as
1: much as we love to praise Game of Thrones yeah. for its production value, which that's the best thing about it, come on, the effects they they still totally look like TV to me. No,
0: some effects get way better. You're so behind. You're like no, no, no. no. I,
1: I saw the I saw the last shot of um, this last season for. Um, for Game of Thrones. And even then I was just kinda of like, yeah, it's 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 better than sci-fi channels slightly because no, there's personality
0: lot. to it. But yeah, it still feels like very video y to me. It's by far the best production values on TV. Oh yeah, production values, but I'm talking about the CG. Even effects. the CG like, though. The dragons like... still look No, the very, dragons very look good. I think maybe you're watching it on a TV. I don't know. It could be the the band. No, not fast motion.
1: It isn't. No. No. And it's <laughs> no, it it wasn't. Um the the um I mean I don't know maybe I'll eat those words when I'm watching the show again but yeah no like just the effects of tv they still they don't seem to be as rendered at a high um at a high standard as movies are I have
0: a feeling like I said Disney is in collaboration with IMAX Avengers is the next like every Marvel movie since now is probably gonna be shot partially in IMAX I think Doctor Strange had some IMAX footage. They're already released. But they played in IMAX. with the ratio, but yeah. they weren't IMAX frame. So, but we know for a fact that Infinity, not Infinity War, but yeah, Infinity War Part One and Part Two, or whatever the second one's gonna be called, that's shot natively in 65, and probably Captain Marvel, like all the films going forward. Warner Brothers, like they've already been doing that. The, <clears throat> excuse me. I would be surprised if Human Inhumans might be, especially because, like I said, it's gonna be shown in IMAX and then. Later, it's going to be on TV. It's not going to be day and date. It's not going to be Netflix. This is going to be more like the Amazon model. And what I'm guessing is it's going to be like the two-parter is going to be in cinemas at the same time. So maybe it's like two hours. And on TV, they show as part one of the pilot one hour long, part two of the pilot one hour long. But it's just it's weird that there is this big of a mix-up that it was supposed to be a film project. And now it's just going to be like... Basically, the spinoff showed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, maybe they stop Agents, and then it just becomes Inhumans, because this is down the road. I think this is, like, 2018. Probably, like, Jan- like July 2018. Um, but don't quote me on that. I don't know. I'm not that crazy. Well, we still
1: got plenty of time, and even when they announced Inhumans, they knew they wanted it to be a movie, but they still didn't know what it was going to be. So, I, hopefully, this is for the best. I, you know, the fact that they're making this decision makes me want to say yes, because... Mm-hmm. They couldn't have canceled Inhumans just because they're, you know,
0: well, they're not confident no, in starting that's something not what that's is. not we, known. We talked about it. It was like a weird situation where the guy that will, like, Jeff Loeb is in charge of Marvel TV now, but at that time it was someone else, and then, like, the person that was in charge they of it They had set something up. It was like, yeah, there was, like, some kind of, like, weird rigmarole where, like, oh, you can't do this, like, TV separate from the movies, or, like, something, something really, really weird So at least they figured it out, and they didn't like drop all of the pre-production that went into that. Uh, This is the final headline, though, and it's a video game topic, but it's not exactly about the game in particular. Watch Dogs 2 is the subject at hand. There's a couple of weird things that really happen about this. Um, First off, it's supposed to be a really awesome game. Uh, The girl in question, that I'm not going to try to ever talk about on the show again, uh, has it herself. She said it's really good. I've heard from lots of people. Um, just read reviews. It looks really great. Like, I played the first game. The first game sucks. Second one looks great. Same thing happened with Assassin's Creed. That's something that kind of happens with Ubisoft games. But here's the weird stories. Number one, there's a mission in the game where you steal a game announcement trailer from Ubisoft, and then you give it to a news outlet, and they leak it online. <laughs> this is so meta because... That's great. That trailer in the game is actually a real game that's in development. And so they actually leaked that trailer within the game and Kotaku published that trailer. (laughs) So a news outlet leaked a trailer for a game that's coming out that was leaked to a news outlet within a game for a game that was coming out. Like this is so bizarre. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be great, like man. in serious trouble. Like it needs funding. It's in turnaround. Like the the angle is mm-hmm. changing. But that just I read that I was like, that is so bizarre. Like that is the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Um, and even weirder than that is that there's frank slash accurate depiction of sex parts, and most notably a, a woman's full anatomy and crossless panties in Watch Dogs 2 as well. Um, and the story behind this, you can find the picture online. It's on Twitter. This user got his PSN account banned for sharing a screenshot of the vagina in question. Like, he saw, he was like, what the fuck? I think the story is he was like, he accidentally blew up a couple of ladies in an alley or something, whatever, doesn't matter. And he was, like, noticing, like, what the fuck? Why, why does she not wear pants now? And why can I clearly see pussy lips? Um, so, he took a picture. It's a fair question. Yeah, it's a fair question. So, yeah. it's like when you're designing a character in a video game, you don't put the stuff under their legs. You know, it was like they're wearing pants, they're just wearing pants. They don't have legs under there and then muscles and all that shit. It's just pants, you know. And he was like, "What the hell?" So he took a picture, he shared it on Twitter. PlayStation saw this. They banned his account for like 2 weeks. Cuz it's against the 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 uh conduct clause or whatever, like you're not allowed to share sexually explicit stuff. So he so went what they have available. Yeah, that's part the of the game. A game that was rated yeah. M and so he went to Neogaf, which is like a huge uh, just forum for video game news and and information. Like lots of people in the industry publish there. And he went to Neogaf. He shared exactly what happened. PlayStation saw that and then they banned him for another month. And no one's taking blame. Ubisoft has announced that they're putting a patch out to fix the situation, but Sony's not like, oh, sorry, dude, like we didn't know. Um, it's the weirdest situation. And, like, even scarier than the fact that this. They're probably just
1: going by their terms and conditions, and they're probably going to win that out. I
0: don't know, but even weirder. Like, I don't think that they have to answer to anything. What's even weirder than this is that there's also, like, you know, the game takes place in in Silicon Valley. It's San Francisco and, like, Mm -hmm. Marin County. So there's, like, hippies and whatnot. So we got this lady without pants on. Apparently, there's a whole bunch of dudes that have dicks flopping around, too, and they're not going to be patching that out, just the vaginas. So, this is total like sexual inequality. It's not okay to see female genitalia, but it's totally fine to see the male equivalent, which is only they do on HBO. You know how many dicks you see on HBO? a lot. yeah, and it's like below the yeah. belt on a woman, not okay. that that's uh, scandalous. That's too explicit. Uh, so I guess video games are the same oh, way. Oh, man. I You know, I'm not going to try to
1: make this point. It's it's honestly, if we had a woman on this show, then it would yeah. be better to just hear her
0: rant about it. But I, I would
1: likely very much agree with that rant.
0: Wow, this is ridiculous. It's so weird. Like, this game looks really good. And it has this really weird thing going on right now. And maybe it's going to sell more copies. That'd be cool. You know, good. Might be brilliant advertising. No, this, the, like the leaked trailer thing. Yeah, that, like that's mm-hmm. totally brilliant. But this, no, this is some artist at Ubisoft was having too much fun creating a vagina. Right. And he was like, I want to put this in the game. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I, how does that even get past like, uh, like quality assurance testers? It's, it's someone's job to test the game to find these things. Lots of people. Like, like a game of this caliber probably had, like, 20 people testing it all the time. And they got paid for it. I guess they never... I don't know, maybe they just didn't care. Maybe they appreciated it and saw no reason to complain. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. This is a French company, yeah. right? 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 <laughs> Something like that. Uh, so that's, like, the headlines. Now it's VR and tech news. I got a couple cool things right here. The first of which I can talk about because I didn't do it. I got this email from Movie Tickets Research this week. Uh, I have never been to a movie screening outside of, like, a classroom experience, and I saw Mm -hmm. this one. It clearly says on every one of these, if you're part of the media, even a blog or a podcast, you can't do it. Whatever. I didn't apply. The crazy part, though, wasn't that this is for a major studio fantasy film. It's that it has a user experience attached to it, and better yet, that they were offering $50 to people that did it. You watch the movie, you take the experience, you get 50 bucks. So I almost applied, but they already ran out of spots. So based on the wording, they were going to have a heart rate monitor and also a body moisture monitor throughout the user experience for whatever reason. Maybe to see if it was too traumatizing. I don't know if it was too intense. Not sure if this is VR. Sounded like it is. I want to search the internet for something about this. Like, I... I can't believe that this is a thing because if it's VR, sure, whatever. But why would they have these biometric sensors to test how the users or you know the the viewer is experiencing things? Porn? Maybe? No, no. This is a major studio fantasy film, is what it said. Which I can't even think of something that would be coming. Like maybe Beauty and the Beast. Maybe Beauty and the Beast has a VR thing. Or Fifty Shades of Grey, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, Come on, you said fantasy film. I'm just saying that is not that film. <laughs> 50 shades was so bad.
1: I laughed at it. Oh, it was it. bad, but I'm I'm saying fantasy. Come on. It's not even a fantasy. That's that's some people's fantasy. Who? To some people 50 shades are bad. That of line in that film. fucking
0: movie where he's like I fuck it's 50 shades. What What's Buck he up? say? He's like I, f- I fuck like a bad boy. I could find I it. I, I was very drunk during my screening and there were people mocking yeah. the movie I, as it was going. I quoted it on the letterbox review like Julian straight up says, or whatever the fuck his name is, like he he has a line where he's like, "I fuck like a man" or "I fuck like a bad boy," like you know something like that. And I rolled my eyes. I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure." And like just the thought that that line in the book, there was probably housewives like masturbating to it. But then even more so than that, (laughs) that there was like single women in the movie theater like Mm -hmm. getting their their panties in a twist. And I'm like, really? You could have saw Magic Mike and actually enjoyed the movie and got something better like seeing someone shirtless like oh man magic mike triple xl has to come soon i'll be coming soon i um it has to come soon it's already out triple xl oh triple yeah i uh no, no that that probably won't I happen. went to karaoke on tuesday and you know i had a good time it was like me like oh this is over let me let me go out there and and enjoy life again and uh the final song of the night was pony by genuine I was drunk enough, like, I think I had, like, four or five beers that, oh, man, I was, like, dancing with my shirt off. Like, I was straight up doing stripper moves alone, like, <laughs> on the dance floor. Like, people were going crazy. Like I was – I wish – I know – Why was I not there for this? you are This sounds amazing. No, it was it was amazing. Like, I lost my shit. Like, I, it was the perfect moment. Like, oh,
1: man. Like, this sounds like it's for you. Man. It, it was for me.
0: Um, by the way, do you want to know what the line was
1: that you put yeah, down? Yeah, was the line? I don't make love. I fuck. I fuck hard, hard. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh man. Uh.
1: File this under whack kink for
0: people that live vanilla. Yeah. Fucking waste of time. And I watched the uh. the extended cut too, which I was happy I did. I know for a fact I'll watch Fifty Shades more. or Where the fuck? I'm pretty
1: sure it doesn't have anything. I'll probably watch the next one with a mock. You know, yep. that's my, how I may as well continue right. these. Yeah, because uh, that was fun. This
0: news item's better. This is more VR stuff, which is what we really like, or what I like talking about on the show. Yeah, I am a, a literate <laughs> douchebag when it comes to these things. Uh, Alphabet just launched Google Earth VR on issue C5 this week. So this is the Google Earth that you love in virtual reality, in 3D. Um, it's soon going to feature like tours of some of our planet's best features. You can like stand on top of skyscrapers. You can, you know, all kinds of stupid shit. It's supposed to not be great, but it's, like, a good concept. And this, just like Tilt Brush, is only on HTC currently. Sure, it'll be on Daydream View soon. uh, Hopefully on PSVR, um, because... Honestly, and
1: the people... I've seen some people on Twitter that are already saying this is great, and this is what VR is for to them. this is for a bunch of people that just started, so it's blowing quite a
0: few minds right now. It's the perfect idea. It's, like, Google Street View is the same thing. Well, I mean, Street View is part of Earth. Um, But, yeah, it's, like... One of the best parts about virtual reality is not escaping your reality to go somewhere that doesn't exist. It's being able to go somewhere that does exist that you currently don't have the time to go to or the money to go to in the same way that, you know, Street View. It's like you can, quote unquote, have a a virtual tour of a neighborhood or go to Mm the Louvre or like all kinds of different places, national parks and monuments. And to do that in VR, like if you've done VR, you understand the power of that immersion Um, and I, I hope this comes to PlayStation soon so I can use my PSVR to do it. And something I just did is, uh, Fox's The Martian VR Experience that's on PlayStation now. It's also in HTC. Uh, the thing is, it costs $20. Like, it's way bigger than it was when The Martian came out last year. But even still, it's basically a tie-in for a movie that's old. That costs twenty dollars mm-hmm. and it doesn't come with the yeah, movie. Over a year old, it's yeah, point. it doesn't come with the movie. If it was like thirty dollars, you got a digital copy of the movie and the experience, I'd probably buy it, because the Martian was awesome. But especially if I could see the Martian in three D on my VR headset. But this is just an experience. It's not a game, it's an experience. It's something that you can probably only do once. Twenty bucks isn't so bad, that's how much I pay for Batman. Kind of similar territory. But even still, it's like I'm not sure this stands on its own. Like You probably have to yeah. have just seen the movie. Like This is one of those things that IMAX is going to be doing. It's like, you just saw the movie, come next door, put the VR headset on? Live the dream. You're on Mars. I don't see the point. Um, yeah, it's like, I don't see what it could be for. Yeah. I, well, who knows what it is, really? It was right? a marketing tactic when it came out. It was like Fox yeah, going, I mean, it's like... we're one of the, f- the first people that has a VR thing. Um, fuck, what's his name? Michael Stromberg? No, that's not his name. The guy that directed Maleficent, the guy who was the president of the Virtual Reality uh, Company. It's Michael. Uh, Robert Stromberg. Robert Stromberg. I knew it was Stromberg. Yeah. Um, yeah. He directed the, or well, not directed it, but he he designed this VR experience. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it's good. It's just maybe I'll wait for I a mean... sale, drop down ten bucks or something. Uh, part of me does want to say though how many people are going to care because I mean a lot of people
1: love The Martian when it came out but is anyone still really talking about it? This
0: was kind of like a big news like, item
1: earlier this week like on Monday like Sunday, I'm Monday? I'm like, it seems like one of those things where it's just one of those movies where people will browse it through Netflix or HBO Go and they'll be like oh yeah I like that movie when it yeah, came out but I don't exactly think anyone's really remembering like, it like this
0: experience like I said it's a much longer thing now but this experience was just the first of what every blockbuster is going to have now that little VR experience Suicide Squad had it Uh, fucking Star Wars, Wars, Warcraft, Pacific Rim, Crimson Peak. Like, any kind of uh, prestige or genre flick has a VR experience now. Uh, Fantastic Beasts has one only on Google Daydream. So, you know, it's going to be a thing. Sony's going to be doing it, for sure, both on their mobile platform and on PlayStation VR. And just proof of that, Sony just teamed with Nokia to develop and produce VR content on their Ozo rigs. So that's going to be the camera setup they use. It's supposed to be the best one out there. So I'm sure I'll be seeing that kind of content in the year to come on my uh, PS4. So that's really exciting. Hopefully Sony can figure the VR thing out because they've already got a great model. I can't wait to see how crazy Black Friday is in terms of the sales for that <laughs> thing. Uh Not firsthand. Yeah, I'm keeping my wallet handy. Yeah, I am working 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Black Friday, which sucks. But uh, whoa, uh that's a lot of money. So That's an eight-hour Oh, wait, short. no, 12. They cut me. Let me change my calendar right now. It's five to twelve now. That's right. Because my company sucks right. dick and they cut hours on Black Friday. And that's a six and a half hour show with yeah. a break. Yeah. Not so bad. Uh, the show's almost mm-hmm. over. This is probably the coolest thing I saw this week. It should have been at the top of the show. Not in terms of the headline, but like before the show started. You know what Fitbit is, right? What Fitbit, what Fitbit, those stupid watches people wear that not they aren't actually watches. Yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. You skip for a second on Skype. Yeah, no, problem. Yeah, no I know
1: what that's. Yeah, is. so
0: Fitbit Users that play NBA 2K17, if they take 10,000 steps a day, they get a boost in game for their player now. This is so cool. When I was reading this, I couldn't believe this was a real thing. This is what gaming needs, especially a game like 2K, like a sports simulation. You're rewarded for being technically an athlete, or better yet, you know, staying active.
1: Oh, how does that affect it really? When they get a boost, like what does that? Give okay, them so in in 2K, in the handle? way
0: it works, like in my player or my park, you have a mm-hmm. stat tree, and you have to use in-game currency called virtual currency to increase your stats. You can also buy boosts on the side that cost less. And usually, the way it works is like if you boost you for the next five games you play, you have a, you know an increased stat line. So if you take ten thousand steps a day, you get that boost. You're gonna be better in the game. You're gonna be taking advantage of that. So not only does this incentivize people that have Fitbits to actually take that many steps, but people that play 2K, they're really addicted. They're going to buy one, possibly. They're going to be walking as well. But then again, I feel like people are just going to like jerk off with the thing on their wrist to get that number of steps anyway. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's ways to work around this, but I think it's a brilliant ploy to bring. This is one of those things like Pokemon yeah. Go where it is great to
1: get people outdoors. Exactly.
0: I think this is just a really brilliant idea, though, of bringing the Internet of Things into video gaming. And then I also saw this thing online that might not be real. Like, It, it seemed like a leak, uh, but there's going to be like an NBA 2K VR experience also coming soon. Um, and I know you don't really care, but Star Wars Battlefront, that PSVR uh, VR X Wing mission, that's going to be December eighth. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the day that I rent a copy of that. No, I do care about Battlefront. I don't care about Rogue mm-hmm. One. Well, this if that's what you're this going thing at. is called like fun the game. Star Wars Battle. No, not the new one. There's like the Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, what the fuck is it? it's like Star Wars Rogue, uh, Star Wars Story Rogue One. VR X Wing Trench experience, like it's the longest title you've ever seen. All right, it's a game that has Star Wars on yeah. Like, it.
1: Yeah, sure. No, this game's so uh, Rogue One. I don't really give a shit about that. You're probably gonna see it. It looks pretty, it. but I still don't care you're see it.
0: I know you're gonna see it. I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. How many? Don't you own two copies of Episode Seven now?
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Does, uh, do you want one of them? <laughs> no,
0: not really. <laughs> no. No. Um, I mean, you sure? Are you going to give me the 3D one?
1: No, no. no, (laughs) That one's for me. Fuck you.
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, nice packaging and everything. It's going to be on
1: Netflix. It's an import, too. It's going to be on Netflix. All right. Eventually, right? Do you want the bonus features (laughs) that come with it? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you know, and it uses like 40 gigs of the Blu-ray disc space, so the bit rate is pretty high, so it looks pretty. That's pretty nice. There is that. I I did
0: see it twice in theaters. Which I kind of can't believe I did now when I think about it. Like in terms, the movie was good, but it wasn't amazing. I saw it twice, and like I saw it like four times. I saw it more than three. Yeah, four times. Um, Yeah, I think so. That's a lot. Um, Yeah,
1: no, it's uh, it's a fun movie, man. I really like it. It is a fun Um, movie. Everyone loves BBA. Yeah, hey. no one loves Ray. Well, you can if I don't like the Jungle Book 3D Blu-ray, then you can have my copy, which is coming soon.
0: I think you're really. Oh, you don't even have a 3D TV currently, though.
1: No, but I did a blind buy, and I'm going to try to just watch the 3D version while I'm at home. Okay. Yeah, it's you're
0: going to love it. The so, 3D is amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm – It's that's, amazing.
1: i got to figure out how to transport that thing because I want to do it. But. You don't
0: get a 3D uh, Voodoo copy with that, do you? Because they don't do that?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Well, it's an import, actually. Well,
0: does Voodoo do, do the 3D for the digital copies, though, or no? They do not. Does it, No one does it. And I it's, don't so even... Shitty.
1: I think it has to be linked through the Disney account, too, because it's uh, technically... Um, well, Disney... You can redeem them through Vudu, yeah. but it's not ultraviolet. But I know Disney so.
0: Movies Anywhere ties into Vudu, so it's like... Yeah, it's you still, can connect it Yeah, it's still there. the best storefront to use in terms of digital yeah. movies. And you can still connect it to Amazon that way. Yeah, even though I tried, and it was, like, so shitty. Like, I, I gave up on Vudu. And then also T-Mobile, they stopped doing, like, the, the free uh, money... And then when they did do the money, it was like now less than enough to get a free movie. So I, I got just as many as I could, but I fucked up, which kind of sucks. Well,
1: Voodoo for me, I mean, as far as redeeming digital copies, that's the best space to use it because, you know, it also has the best quality of just watching something yeah. in HDX. And you can even. Mm-hmm. Well, watch even, something with 5.1 audio or 7.1. Yeah, even, like, yeah, that's
0: the best spot just to stream something if you own it digitally. If you have the UHD copies, which I have one for Batman vs. Superman, you get the 4K video, plus you get 11.1 mm-hmm. Atmos, which is really cool. Like Nice. Yeah, like that. That because like, that's why I told you when I bought it, like, just buy the 4K, because I got the 4K movie. Well, yeah, I but got the, I don't have a 4K player. And I that's don't the either. That's what I'm that, saying, that that like, of... I, I got... Digital, I got 4K versions mm-hmm. of both the theatrical and ultimate, as well as the HD versions of both, and I got a 4K copy of the uh, ex- uh, ultimate, and then I got the theatrical in uh, yeah, standard see, Blu-ray. when I
1: played it, when I played it, it was off the Blu-ray, and that thing looked pretty good, so I was happy with that. So just for that alone, and I got the 3D version too, so sure. if I want to see some scenes and they happen to look cool, I can do that. I mean, I'm still not entirely sold that I need 4K. I'm sure I will when I get it, it will just be because that is the standard yeah. that's out there, but I'm not planning on upgrading it because I just don't think I need I it. I
0: guarantee the next TV you buy it's either going to be a 4K or 8T. It
1: probably will it be, be and that's not likely, yeah, but it's, I, I don't think I need that resolution, but I'm pretty sure because that's the standard, that's what I'll have. I
0: mean, it's getting there now. I mean, between the yeah. Xbox One Slim, Scorpio coming out next year, the PS4 Pro which is already out, In terms of Netflix and Amazon, Hulu and YouTube, there's enough 4K content out there, even if you don't have a set-top box. And then I have to imagine with, you know, if it happens with DirecTV now, with AT&T, and the way that they're making that bandwidth free, if you're a user, they're going to be able to get 4K streaming in a year or two. And then 5G, mobile, you know, telephony, that's going to be 4K content. They already have phones out there that have 4K Mm -hmm. displays. Why not? So it's... I understand what you're saying, but, like, for the first time... for me,
1: there is something about, like, you know, sharpness is great now, and, like, higher resolutions, Mm -hmm. it's like, that's awesome if we can get there, but I hope that that doesn't mean that, like, everything will be upscaled to, like, 8K, because, you know, it's like, now I'm realizing, like, well, you know, there is something nice about things being softened a little bit, at least as far as film goes, because... Mm The The fact that something is not, like, absolutely sharp, like, just totally crystal clear, it and if you have some that's not at a very high frame rate, it does give you this nice dreamlike kind of image. Now, if you want to up, like, an 8K res- resolution image for, I don't know, the Olympics or a fucking football game, that could be fucking amazing. But, like, it I, you know, I think I'm, we're at a point now where it's nice to have high resolution. I just don't think I'll need it all the time. And, I, like, I hope that I can at least switch back and forth as, as far as, like, what I want to use that full, like, resolution, what I just don't think doesn't need it, what I think won't need well, it.
0: Well, the beauty of high def, though, is AK is the end of it. There is no reason to go past that. The human eye can't detect... But they'll keep moving. No. Uh, they'll mm-mm. keep doing... I, I don't mean, think so. I think the, 8K we, is the end.
1: Our eyes kind of work at like 60 frames a second. We got a movie that's out in theaters right
0: now, two of them in this country, that goes twice as much. That's as what I'm mean. saying, though. I mean, VR, that's... especially on PSVR, is 120 uh, frames per second or 120 hertz. And you got 240 hertz or even 300 hertz TVs out there. What I'm saying is 8K... The human eye can't really notice detail past that. Like the human eye, I think recognizes like actual reality is like 9K. If you're going to put a, a number on it, which doesn't, you can't do that digitally because of the way numbers work. Like it's always compounded by twos. Um, I think it's just going to be. And there's just a certain point where it would have to damage your eyes. Probably. probably. I don't know, but you know, a theater just really confusing. When you go to a theater currently, it's 4K. So imagine, well, digital. Uh, digital. no, no, still a lot of them are still. 2K. But sadly. I'm saying like a nice theater has a 4K Sony projector. So imagine yeah. twice that resolution at home. You're not going to need anything better than that. What it's going to be is they're going to be, once 8K becomes the norm, which is probably going to be 2020.
1: Um, well, I think they got 8K TVs in Japan. You know, yeah, they right? do. They got 8K cameras. We've talked about that. The
0: Olympics were filmed and broadcast in 8K in uh, like Tokyo and, uh, and a couple other places. So 8K is already a thing. It's just going to be adopted probably by 2020. What I think is going to happen after that adoption is that 8K is just going to be part of everything else. Tablets and phones and computers, all of the other displays we have around us are going to push up to 8K, including virtual reality. And then after that, you know, the next uh, progression is what you're dreaming of, augmented reality and more so holograms. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, that's going to probably push things back to like the stone age, you know, like it's going to look so shitty at first, but no, I mean, 8k is definitely the way to go. Like I want a 4k just because, because I think
1: part of me also just fears like I, you know, I feel like I just don't want to reach the maximum potential because then there's like nothing else to strive for at that point. Once we have something that's perfect and that's where I'm like, you know, I, I feel like someone is going to try to go beyond.
0: Well, you can uh, 8K like you for
1: whatever reason. You could definitely make. I, I feel like they're definitely going to try to. Pitch yeah, you that. could
0: probably make a 12k TV. Just the thing is, I think most consumers outside of like the one percent is going to go, "Why would I need that? 8k is still like eight thousand times better than the TV I grew up with." I, I mean, for the size of TVs that we have right now, I'm still convinced
1: that you know 1080p is perfect. Like. There's just something weird about 4K when it's scaled down to the size of a TV. When it's in a theater, though, on a really big screen,
0: it's great. That's the thing, though. It's impossible to find a 4K TV smaller than 40 inches. That's the limit. When HD TVs were coming out... Yeah, but I've mean, i seen them on, like, 70-inch TVs, and
1: even then I'm still just kind of like, well, granted, I'm standing really up close to it, but there's just something
0: weird about it Mm. that just seems really artificial. Well, you're watching live action, though. Like, imagine playing a video game. Like, so... Yeah, it... maybe but i mean eh,
1: i don't know we'll see even then i think that vr is going to really i i I, feel, I still feel like that should be where video games are at rather than it's, no, trying it's to different. get it to work it's on a like the teams, it's like the
0: written word versus the spoken word do you think word. that 5
1: years from now uh what do you think is going to be more commonplace, playing a video game off a tv or, or
0: with your vr headset they like say it's it's the written word versus the spoken word like it it really is like it's it's not comparable Sometimes I want to do something in VR, and when I do, you know, I do for a certain amount of time. Like, a friend was over a couple of days ago. What did we do? You put the VR headset on, we played a couple of games, we got high, we had a good time. But we played for a certain amount of time, and, you know, I started getting VR sick again, I just didn't want to do it. And then a friend was over yesterday, and we just played Call of Duty. And that was more Yeah, but you fun. take things in moderation. Does everybody else do that? I don't know, I'm just saying, like, I,
1: they're, like, I'm they not, really I'm are that they do, apples really. and
0: oranges. Some days I want apple juice, some days I want orange juice. Today I wanted orange juice and I wanted vodka in it. Like they, they aren't the same. Like it's not like VR surpasses a traditional TV video just... gaming. It's more so it's a hotter commodity, it's more interesting, it's going to be a bigger thing. More people are going to be developing it, especially in the next five years. But I think that there's still going to be a market for the traditional uh, 2D video game sphere. And just in the same way, and you know this because you do it yourself, that people rent VCR or VHS tapes. And so you watch them on their VCR, people have cassettes or eight tracks or do vinyl. There's still going to be people. Yeah, that... but there are not that many people that do that, though. I'm I've... in an area where I know the people that are doing video that. Video gaming but... has been a 2D medium since the mid 70s. And I don't see the mass population adopting VR. Especially because of just how isolating an experience virtual reality is. You're wearing this thing on your head. You can't see the real world. If there's a friend in the room with you, unless you're not wearing headphones, you can't hear them. You're not there with them. Like They can be watching you. They can be enjoying what you're doing. They're aware of the experience you're having. But it is not social. Mm-hmm. You can have VR games that are online, and those are social. But it's even weirder because you never get to see the person you're playing with. You just have like some kind of avatar or uh, just even a voice even. Whereas when you're in person, like arcades have this, when you're playing like Call of Duty zombies on the couch together, drinking a beer, there's a sense of community there that you can't get in VR as of yet. Like, you know, they have these, these VR MMO type games, kind of like alt space, and there's like one called Sports Bar VR and PSVR um, that you you know you can do social experiences with other people through the internet, I haven't done them myself, but I can't imagine myself wanting to do that. Like, I, I'm i the kind of person... Right now, it's not
1: there, mm-hmm. but, I mean, for some reason, five years from now, I can totally see it being there. I mean... Oh,
0: it it will be there. You know, just... It, it's
1: just like, there are people out there that are just like, well, I, fuck it. I don't need a computer or a tablet. I just have my phone. Like, a believe it or not, like, I actually know quite yeah. a few people that are like that, so I... Honestly, I could totally see it going that way. Maybe not right now, but once it's good enough and it's mainstream enough, five years from now, maybe. Like, uh, you know, if it just based on, uh, you know, how I've seen other um, uh, evolutions in technology, just progress and become accepted, yeah, maybe. It's still, I mean, but I could be horribly no, wrong because I've still not experienced the damn thing for myself I don't think yet. you're
0: wrong. It's just, we're still at year zero. So many people out there don't even know what virtual reality is and then even less of them have experienced it that... Yeah, yeah, like, I don't even know how to explain it to my grandparents Yeah, the right adoption rate is so slow. It's, you know, it's a baby pace. Uh, even with all the hype that's been surrounding virtual reality that we've been covering for 70 odd weeks now, that if you don't know what it is, you're probably never going to know what it is unless someone puts a thing on you. Because even watching like a YouTube video of someone experience VR, like you, you can go to Upload VR and watch them. Uh, there's like an Oculus headset on a monkey, and it's the cutest thing you've ever seen. Um, he's <laughs> like, hey, was like he reacts awesome. just like we do. He's having a good time with this hat <laughs> on. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I would guess that out of everyone out there that got a PSVR launch day. I'm probably the person that's used it the less or the least. And, you know, you could say maybe that's because, you know, I'm not a kid and I have a job, or maybe I was going through that tumultuous relationship. It's It could be maybe. a lot of different reasons. There's lots of different factors there. But, you know, the the bottom line is I don't always want to escape. Like right now, like tonight when I'm finished with the show, I want to watch Westworld. You know, like I want to enjoy a 2D medium on my flat screen TV, and just enjoy it. I don't want to have to interact. I want to be part of something. I don't want to be inside. I want to be on the outside looking in. Like, I like my... Just appreciate the crap. Exactly. I like my window into the world of something fictional. When you're in VR, it's like the world is around you. You know? Like, it, it just... It
1: takes more... But with cinema apps or TV apps, can they not appreciate it the same way? It's it's different. Just, I'm just as far as a way of digesting that movie? I,
0: I wouldn't want to. Like, I've done it. Like, I'd rather just watch it on the TV. I don't need the simulated virtual, uh, like, movie theater to watch the TV on the 100-inch screen. I did that before. It's interesting. I don't need that. If I'm watching 2D, I'll watch in 2D. If I'm watching 3D, yeah, I might as well watch in VR because I don't have a 3D TV currently. But even still, like, when I don't want to do VR, which is pretty frequently, I don't. You know, I'll play Super Hypercube for a couple of matches every couple like every week or so, and I love it. Totally worth the thirty dollars. But then I have so much shit that I've never even played. And part of it is just that I've been realizing recently that I'm kinda getting out of video games. It happened to me, um, right at the beginning of high school. I was just kinda getting out of video games. I was like, Yeah, I'm not really feeling this anymore. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna do this. Like, why am I not doing something productive right now? I have a controller in my hands, and I'm doing fucking nothing. I'm wasting time. I could be writing a screenplay, or I could be out with some people right now, or I could be (laughs) watching TV. I could be catching up on movies I haven't watched. Like, I can be doing so much stuff that I can talk about, or I could play Call of Duty for, like, four hours straight. You know, like, what do I want to do tonight? And I have all of this money invested in all these video games, and I have since the beginning of my life, basically – that I'm just at this point right now, and maybe it's because I sell video games for a living and that fucking sucks, or maybe that, you know, a big part of the girlfriend that I had was that she basically was. Said you were going to try to stop yeah, talking. Whatever. About it. I'm just saying, this is related. You know, maybe that's know. in part because, you know, I felt like she was using me for my video games. It could be all kinds of different shit. Um, I don't know, I just, I'm just i kind of getting out of them, and like I said, I have this VR headset, and I barely use it. I used it this week, before this week, I think the last time I used it was like two weeks ago. Like, I just, I really don't use the thing. I spent all this money, I'm not upset that I spent the money. Um, like, I'm sure when I do use it, or better yet, when someone comes over, like say, when you're visiting, if you want to come over and experience real VR, it's awesome to be able to put this thing on someone, and for them to experience something that they never have before. It is a blessing like it really is a transcendent experience to experience a new medium of like interactive storytelling Mm -hmm. but at the same time I've realized that you know I find this stuff really exciting but as of right now like I said it could be a a number of factors Uh, I just currently am not interested It It
1: could just be overexposure. It could be a lot of things because, I mean, you know, there is that moment where on whatever media it is, I mean, even I've gotten burnt out. I'm just like, man, I just, I I need a break. It's not like I hate it. It's just like, you know, for right now, like, just I'll I'll settle down on movies. Exactly. You know, it's like, mm. fine, just one a week for the podcast. That's a good healthy dose. At least I can, you know, I mean, because there was a point where even for me here, I was just like, man, I'm using MoviePass way too often and I'm sitting at the theater and I'm not really watching. I'm kind of just thinking about other stuff right? and I'm barely paying attention. It, yeah, and I'm just like, no, I, I I want to be enjoying this, but it's like I know that there's another void that this is not going to fill right now because I'm just way too, like, overexposed. It's like you're used to the illusion at that point and you're not really enjoying it in the same way for whatever medium The it is. scary part about VR
0: is that when you have the headset on, when you're wearing the head mount display, and you have the headphones on, you have the controllers or controller in your hands. It's almost impossible not to lose yourself in whatever you're doing for however long that you're enjoying it. If you're me and you do, you're do, you prone to VR sickness, it's until you start feeling nauseous and you want to take the thing off. But really, though, like when you're in it, you're really in it. Like you're not thinking about anything. It is the perfect escape. Like, for instance, say... And then when you get nauseous, that's like the big
1: yank back yeah. into reality where you realize, wait, fuck, I'm wearing a yeah. helmet. But, like, say
0: I... Yeah, that sounds pretty sick. Say scary. I really, really, really just don't want to think about this girl anymore, or anything for that matter. All I gotta do is just put that headset on every time I'm at home and wear it for as long as possible and I'll be almost impossible for me to think about anything else. You definitely can't text when you're wearing the thing. You're not gonna see if you get a notification. You're not gonna be checking Facebook or anything. Like, you're in it like you get so I don't even know the word, like just kind of stuck in this di- different reality that you don't think about the other things unless you're really, really thinking about them. So I think that's what I didn't like. Like, if you remember, I talked about on the show, like when when she and I were still an item, she came over and she's like, you don't want to do VR right now? I was like, no, like I'm with you. But she clearly. Oh, she to totally do that. did. Now, in yeah. retrospect, it's, like, what I know about her, the reason why she's attracted to men and for, the, like, she she's a user. Like, she's a parasite. Like, she literally is interested in a man for a certain reason. She gets that certain thing. And then when she gets tired of that, she finds someone else to satisfy someone else. So, like, say, hypothetically, her and this guy that she's with now, like, once she gets bored of whatever he has to offer, I know he has a Wii U and she, her her last boyfriend had one and, you know, when they broke up, she was like, oh, I don't have a Wii U anymore. So I'm sure she's enjoying his Wii U and his Xbox and his PS4 and whatever the god else he has. And at a certain point, he, she's probably going to be like, oh, I'm kind of over this. I want to do virtual reality. Let me call Brian. Like I, I see that being a thing in, like, in a month's time. She's going to get so bored of this guy. And hopefully by that point, I'll be completely over it. And like, uh, yeah, if you want to be friends and, and play some video games, yeah, sure, come over. But Hopefully, you have a real girlfriend. Right? Like, That would like, be Hopefully, amazing. this guy does, too. Just be like, no,
1: sorry, I can't. I'm hanging out with my girlfriend. Right?
0: Or just Then she'll be like, oh. Like an actual girlfriend. And just leave it Not there. someone who yeah. texts other dudes when she's with me in bed <laughs> or uh, is hanging out with other dudes and can't pick up the phone because she's, quote, unquote, busy with her friends. Like, you know, a legitimate girlfriend, a life companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for listening to the show, guys. We're all over the internet. <laughs> We're at Dang, that's Facebook. It, Twitter, WordPress, Tumblr, dollarviews is the name, dollarviews is the game, dollarviews.net. We're on Google Play Music, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, SoundCloud, PodCat, which is a cool website. I said, Patreon, if you want to donate. We're on Twitter personally. I'm Brian Gillis. I'll spell that again for you, B-R-Y-O-N-G-I-L-L-I-S. And Steve, where can they reach you?
1: Uh, You can find me at S underscore MTX on Twitter because no one wants to spell my last name. I, you know. Nope. I just, I, I feel like I don't even want people to know how to spell my last name. Just keep it special right now. For that privacy way. reasons.
0: They can't, they can't no, steal no, your no, identity if they can't reasons. spell your last name. Oh, come <laughs> on.
1: You can find my last name on the website. That's true. It's just, you know what? MTX, S underscore MTX, that just makes it easier on people. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter on there. I'm on, um, I'm on Letterboxd on the same username, and you can email me at steve at dollarreviews.net. We love
0: emails. We don't get enough of them. Share the love. Drop us a line. iTunes, leave us a review. Do anything. It's almost the holidays. We love it. Thanks for tuning in, though. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one. Laters.